Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I got a box of 2022-23 Upper Deck Hockey Series 1, a hobby box. Connor McDavid on the front of the box. Not a lot of fanfare there. It really talks about the sell copy. Is not much on the very front. Eight cards a pack, 24 packs per box. On the side panel, talks about the new insert sets, which I think it's good to have fresh new inset insert sets as well as obviously prominently figuring on some of the side panels, the long-standing young guns. So that's probably, other than some of the tougher inserts, you'd want to get young guns that just has a great following. The canvas, the other kinds of things, those are interesting. But a lot of hockey card collectors, I think, do complete, complete sets. The question is, though, if you bought two boxes, I just had one, that I think I've got the makings. I think if I bought one more box... I'd have a good chance of having a short set, the first 200 cards. I'd have a very good chance, I think. If I didn't have it, I'd be so close that I could trade or buy pretty cheaply to finish out. So I could get a short set, a 200-card set, the 250, obviously with my two boxes, Series 1, I'd be pretty close to the first 200, but I'd be not very far along with the Young Guns. That's the allure of the short-printed, high-numbered Young Guns. So I'd have to buy several boxes to do that or trade. So that's a part of the supply and demand equation for young guns, which kind of, like I said, drives the product. Um, first, thanks sponsors. Thanks to Upper Deck for sure, but also Tops and Panini. I really enjoy sampling some of the products and sharing what my learning experience is and the fun I've had. But thanks also Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Anyway, so I'm going through this box and I'm realizing what are the determinants of why I would buy one product over another if I were buying. Or it's not just whether I would buy it, but what would I enjoy? I realized I strongly believe there's an understanding of the history of the hobby that's helpful, as well as an understanding of the sport. So again, this ought to be a game of skill, not of luck. You can buy any box and you might get a big hit and better chances go for the higher price products. So you're looking at various products and you're deciding which ones to buy. First of all, you probably ought to decide what sport, and it ought to be the sport that you really like or understand or recognize or follow. So when I go through hockey, I realize what I am not doing now, which I did a couple decades ago when I was in the thick of it with hockey, actually two and a half decades ago. If you're going to collect hockey, upper deck, and the larger base sets, you really need to know the rosters of the teams, not just this year, but you need to have some understanding of players that are on the overall rosters, a complete list, even the third liners and all that stuff. You certainly ought to know starters or the ones getting most of the ice time. It'd be helpful to know the draft picks, the higher draft picks, obviously the young guns. You'll know when you have a young gun, that's good. You ought to know the all-stars in the sport, the captains, the legends, those that have a good following. So those are all the things what I used to do and what I would do if I were going to dig deeper into hockey. But at this point, I'm probably not, but I'm still going to enjoy it because I do have some level of recognition. It's more on the legends and all-stars and players like that. So what should I do? Actually, here's my sports card insight. I think the less you know about the sport and the less you know about the players, the more you need to move upstream. Unless you want to buy these uh, boxes that have lots of cards in there and go through them and do like when I was a kid, you'd go through each card would have some value and you'd read the backs and all that stuff. But failing that, you need to move up market to these uh, boxes that have less packs and less cards per pack because then you, you can study up on what you got. It's hard to open up a box of 192 cards and read each one, realizing that most of the base cards are not going to be worth a whole lot. They might be worth somebody that's trying to complete their set. 
But like I said, low numbers, the non-young guns, not great demand there. In fact, I'm wondering how would you even how easy it is even to sell a short set, a 200-card set. Those would be much easier to put together than a 250-card set. And again, you could deal with the inserts. Anyway, the whole idea of the game of skill rather than the game of chance is to be able to recognize value when you see it, whether it's based on the demand for the card or the supply of the card. There's lots of inserts, but some of them are easy and some of them are tough. When you get serial numbers, you think, well, that's a piece of cake. But there are some non-serial numbered inserts that are way tougher than serial numbered inserts. So the serial numbers can be somewhat misleading. It's probably better to have a serial number card than a base card in most cases, but it's not the whole story. This particular product, I don't think I got any autographs or game used. That's just not the feature of this product. Upper Deck's putting out a product that has more of a comprehensive checklist, some interesting inserts, some really good looking cards, and the continuity of the young guns. So what am I going to do when I have all these base cards, some of which are decent and some are all are decent, but some are better than others. I have my players that I collect and alphabetize and put together. And then I have some others that are local teams like the stars. And then there's others that are just base commons. And so everybody knows almost in every sport, offense is better than defense. Scoring is better than not scoring. And playing on a good team or a popular team is generally better than playing on a bad team. Because if you are on a good team, assuming you get the ice time, if you're on a good line, then it ought to improve your stats. You ought to have more goals and assists. And obviously the teams that are doing better get into the postseason, get into the playoffs. And if they work their way through that, again, that's more visibility for the player and more opportunity for postseason recognition. The problem with hockey is that I don't know, and maybe people are doing this, but I used to watch ESPN pretty religiously back in the day and try to do some of the highlight shows, but that's mainly replays and scoring things, but collectors are doing the same thing. They're seeing what I was seeing to where there'd be more demand for the players that are getting the most attention from the media. But watching games, double speed, playbacks, fast forwarding till you get to the, that's hard to do in hockey. I guess you could fast forward till you get to a goal and then rewind a little bit figuratively and then see how the play developed. But mostly it's who got the scores, who got the assists, and how many saves did the goalie get. Speaking of goalies, when I do go through and do my player sort, and I first pull out those that I'm going to alphabetize that are the players that I collect and the local guys, I put in the comments pile to give away, like to Rich, like I do sometimes. I generally keep the goalies because even older goalies, it's amazing how if you look back over the history of hockey, there have been more than one situation where an older goalie got hot in the playoffs, was just the backup and just got on a roll. So that's happened before. So don't give up on goalies. I don't want to give up on the young guns, but other young players that are in their second, third, fourth year that haven't made any all-star appearances or any kind of a recognition, if they're defensemen, I think I need to just move on from this. If they're a forward, if they're scoring an offensive wing or center, then I flip on the back and I just say, is this person in their prime or moving into their prime? What If they're defensive forward, that's not a lot of hobby love there either. But again, it's hard to do that if you're like looking them up one at a time, if you haven't been following the sport. Now, this is in contrast to football, which I watch a lot of football on Sunday. And there's a lot of highlight and replay shows where there's a lot of discussion of who the players are that people are collecting. Same thing with basketball, lots of highlights. You can look and see who's scoring because everybody's supposed to be scoring to some degree there and who's getting voting for 
MVP and all-star kinds of considerations. So basketball for me, it's easy. I've always kept track of that. Football, not as hard. Baseball, to be honest, I'm starting to fall behind a little bit on baseball with the young players to know about the ones that everybody knows about. But I think in the game of skill of dealing with cards, you've got to know that second rank. That's why soccer is problematic about Messi and and Ronaldo and the top guys. But the next group of guys that are really good and could emerge and could get to the next level, but haven't yet, but the soccer aficionados know, those are those you need to know if you're going to be, otherwise don't do soccer. Otherwise, again, you've just made it into a game of luck. I enjoyed opening the set. 24 packs. I'd rather have eight packs of 24 cards than 24 packs of eight cards, but there was something good in every pack. And uh, I think the inserts were attractive. The population count insert, I got one of those and I thought, that's cool. In fact, I got a Connor McDavid. So I guess that's really good. It is really good. And that'll go in my Connor McDavid group that I have. But the, the Dazzlers are cool. But as I work my way through the dollar box, if I work my way toward the northern part of the United States or Canada like I used to go to, the Dazzlers are decent. I think they're one per box. But the non-blue, the other colors of Dazzlers, which would not be serial numbered, would be really good. And so, again, my point is when I'm going through the dollar box, I can't look them up. I've just got to know that if it's a Dazzler, if it's blue, that's more mundane. If it's a different color, then I'm going to jump on that for a dollar. And same thing with the young guns. If they're the acetate ones, I probably jump on that. The other ones, I might make the assumption that if it's in the dollar box, it's not a great card. It can't be a great card unless the dealer missed it. And if they're going to miss it with something that has reasonable supply, unless it's a low supply thing, I'm probably going to pass it by. But you have to know that. And as I said, when I open a box, I get to see it's one per box. In general, one per box can be in a dollar box if it's when you open it up. But if they're not one per box, if they're less than one per box, that's generally something that I would pick up in a dollar box. You have to know that. You can't look it up. And I think the people that really know these products and Upper Deck loves this is the fact that if you open up a whole bunch or you go uh, watch some breaks, you get a feeling pretty quickly of who the players are that they're talking about and what the insert sets are that get the oohs and ahs. Thanks, Upper Deck. Again, I just think the way I'm going to do hockey now is more on the more exclusive things where I don't have to slog through 192 cards, but get one of the boxes that's less cards per pack and less boxes and probably more of a premium brand, but that's okay. Again, I just think you got to find your niche and the knowledge of the industry and the players. And unless you're just trying to get a base uh, low numbered set, I think it's almost like the bigger the set, the more cards in the set, the less that set is for quote unquote investment. It's more a collector set. Whereas if you have a box a product that nobody's worried about getting the set because it's mainly uh, premium special cards in the pack and the base cards just come along with it and they're still nice looking cards but it's mainly featured by the uh, autographed or game used or hits that you get per box that that's a game you can play and you can study up on that so anyway that that's my point on that thanks upper deck thanks uh, everybody else and i'll be back again tomorrow with another episode the man-